Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, Jordan is traumatized by in-store music I reconcile with my best friend, and we eat a lot of weird, weird candy. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, do you have words to live by? Gosh, uh, no, uh-uh. Nothing. No, uh, really? I was no, I've I've never been like imparted knowledge. God, I guess the one thing I can remember, the one kind of sagely piece of advice I can remember a family member giving is my dad um feeling like he should have a sex talk with me when I was like 16ish. 16? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. That's too late for a sex talk. I it's far too late, but I, you know, appreciated the gesture. 10 or 12 is when you want to do that. Anyways, this is the only thing I can remember. Ideally, you want it to be a dialogue. You, right, exactly. You don't want it to be a sex lecture. Yeah. You want it to be Socratic in some way. Mm-hmm. Engage the whole family. Sure. Even dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a talking dog. Right. Uh, my dad just said, and it, and it was, it's odd because it, it's so crass, but it seemed totally planned at the same time. It seems like, yes, these were the worst possible words to choose, but also they were chosen carefully, which was the weirdest part about it. Uh, he said... Just be careful when you have sex, otherwise your your dick will start bleeding. <laughs> um, so I, so I, you know, do you I think do that, have words to live by, do you think and maybe, I am careful with with having sex. When your dad was sixteen, do you think he um, had sex with like a barbed wire fence? <laughs> it's entirely possible because he was being reckless. Yeah, you know, just devil may care. Mm-hmm. Sure. It was I, the 60s. Yeah, and people were doing that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, I actually, one of my words to live by come from one of my favorite songs. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, I think it's a true for a lot of people. They have a favorite song. Um, one of my favorite songs is um, by a Bay Area hip-hop group called The Loonies. Sure. Uh, it's called Oakland Raider. I don't know if you've ever heard the song... I'm a raider, an Oakland raider, from the Bay to L.A. to Las Vegas. We've talked about it a lot on the show. Yes. Um, so if, if it's not so much that, because obviously I'm from San Francisco, I'm not from Oakland. No, so no, no. while I'm sure I, I love the Loonies, I love I've got five on it, Bay Area Ballers remix. Sure. Um, what what really touched me was I don't know if you're at all familiar with Mark Curry. Um, he played a character named Mr. Cooper on a television program called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. It was sort the of coop a... coop to, uh, to the faithful. Exactly. It was sort of like an all-in-the-family oh, for even the 90s. It wasn't even the coop. It was just coop. Yeah, it was just coop. It was like an all-in-the-family or a mash, and then it picks up social issues here and there, sure, taught sure. lessons. Anyway, he said something that I thought was really beautiful. I'm, I wrote it down, so I'm just going to read it. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not going to say the... He says the N-word in it. Um, And of course, I'm not going to say the N-word. I'll just say the phrase, the N-word, instead of, Hey, what about me? This is Mark Curry, baby. I'm not an Oakland Raider? God damn. 
I was the first motherfucker on TV. The first one who did HBO. The first one who did the Apollo. I think that qualifies me in the halls of pimpology as an Oakland Raider. What? I was the first one on dubs. What? I'm Oakland Raider, baby. That's right. Representing the town, East Side O. N words straight up take yo ho. Pop collars all day long. That's the way we do it in the town. Cristal. Big dank. That's the way we roll. Old school. Sitting on 20s. It doesn't make no difference. Floating. Doing it all. Ghetto N word from the Eastmont Mall. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, what I do is, if I'm in a difficult time in my life, sure. I think, and I think... You think about that long, long thing. Yeah. Well, I'll focus in on a part. Okay. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Like, let's say um, I'm trying to figure out what kind of wheels to put on my car <laughs> or what kind of car to get. Yeah. Um, this... I'm looking for an old school, and I'm going to want to put it on 20s. This you know like, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is a lot like the Bible. It like it just like you know it was written a long time ago, but it has a lot of real world application. Oh, let's say I'm looking for a mall, and I have and I'm in the East Bay. Sure, I'm going to go to the Eastmont Mall. Maybe if you're going to hit up Foot Action if, or maybe Foot Locker. If you're wondering the how often foot. to pop your collar. Yeah, exactly. You got it, Jordan. You're on top of it. Although and, I'm sorry if I'm being too critical. If you pop it right the first time, you shouldn't have to be doing it all day long. Mm. Seems like a waste of time. Well, you don't know how we pop our collars in the yay, Jordan. I mean, that's why you're not a ghetto N-word from the Eastmont Mall. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Listen, I, I happen to be... Nordstrom. I worked at Nordstrom once in, uh, in Orange County. I like to think Island. of myself as qualified uh, in the halls of pimpology. Yeah. You know? And those are hallowed halls, Jordan. <laughs> hallowed halls. It's true. But just overall, Jordan... A lot of famous pimps. This is some advice that I'm giving you. Sure, right. Um, and it's something that was inspired by the coop, but it's something that I'm sharing with you, just as your dad once shared that wonderful advice with you. Okay. It's this, Jordan. If you're ever in any kind of scrape, a sure. difficult situation, you need something to inspire yourself, you can do it with just two words, Jordan. Big dank. <laughs> Big dank. Big dank. Yeah. That's how heroes are made. I'm going to have to uh, give you a speech at your wedding, I guess, coming up. I mean, I should probably just say yeah. Big Dank, right? Yeah, just say Big Dank. That's all you need. That's how Mark <laughs> Spitz won all those diving medals. <laughs> big Dank. Big Dank. He just thought, you know, just like last week on the show, Carrie Strug came up. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw any of the interviews she did after she won that award with her broken ankle or whatever. Big Dank. That's yeah. what she was thinking about to inspire her. You know, uh, as we're I don't want to get we're, Jordan, as we're doing this. I don't want to get too uh, you know I I don't want to get too uh, sappy. No, you know what I mean. I don't want to be a sap. I mean, as I was driving over here, though, mm -hmm. I learned that Hillary Clinton just won the Pennsylvania primary. Big tank. That's what she was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I think you know there's. I don't know. She's probably been to the Eastmont Mall. That probably explains her appeal to blue to to blue collar workers. Sure, because they hang out at the Eastmont Mall. They're going to the foot action. They're going to the athlete's foot. They're going to the uh, uh, other shoe sneaker stores. It's primarily what they have at the Eastmont Mall. I think there's a Chick Fil A. There's no Chick Fil A's in the Yay. Hmm. Absolutely not. Don't insult me. I'm sorry. I thought Jordan. Okay. How about this? Sure. 
for the rest of the show. If you think if you think you have a witticism to share, just run it past in your mind. Just run it past the idea of Big Dank. If it fits <laughs> okay. in, if it fits in, spit it out. And I won't be saying much this one, the show. Then, <laughs> yeah, well, not much. I ha- I'll be honest with you. Not much. I have to say. If you want me to print this out for you, so you have some stuff to say, that way you'll know it'll be effective. So I should just say stuff off the paper. Say stuff that was in that thing you you said earlier. No, say stuff that Mark Curry said. <laughs> On the on the right. album, oh, on the okay. song Oakland Raiders by the Loonies. Okay. Um, by the way, you the Oakland Raiders song. Somebody posted it on the message board. You can you can hear it on YouTube. Hey, um, who are some other characters in Hanging with Mr. Cooper? I don't even I don't even remember. Uh, like who did like what was his there situation? There was a lady, and there was some there was some kids. I think it was him and a yeah, lady like were taking kids. care of some kids that weren't their children. Hmm. But they were taking care of them. There's some sort of like weird court order or something? Yeah, I think it was some a court order. Judge. It might have been related to Big Dank. This is a crazy judge situation. I think there was a crazy judge. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. All, what, all I remember, he was definitely representing the town. You know, Isaido. Sure. Uh, but I, gosh, I am not sure. There was Chris Dow, mm-hmm. Big Dank. <laughs> right. Um, there was old school sitting on twenties, you know, Olski Wolskis. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, we'll be back in just a second on sure. Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Two weeks ago on this program, Jordan, mm-hmm. I'm talking about before we went to Amherst, Massachusetts. Lovely town. I'm talking about before, in early April. Right. We asked our listeners who live in foreign countries. Those of are simpler whom, times, huh? Uh, I feel like the world gets more complicated by the day, Jordan. Hey, Coco brought me an octo. (laughs) Jordan, you can't play with Coco and her octopus while we're on the radio. Yeah. All right. On the other hand, we're not on the radio. It's true. <laughs> this is a fucking podcast. So hey, you, Coco. You can pretty much fuck around. You Get could the ink basically sack. Get the ink sack. You ink could sack. you ink could sack. fuck around for the next two hours exclusively. We wouldn't even be up three percent on the fucking around that goes on on the average podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We're distinguished only, almost exclusively, by our relative lack of fucking around, <laughs> and which is remarkable given the volume of fucking around that we do. Mm-hmm. So we asked listeners who live in foreign countries to send us candy from those countries after a kind listener sent us some Icelandic candy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, all of which I hated. You hated all of it? Yeah, I think about that Iceland, Icelandic candy and it makes me a little pissed off. Really? What, what's going on over there in Iceland that they like such shitty candy? I don't know. I really Are like they in those the middle of a genocide? I really liked Opals. Is there some sort of Icelandic genocide going on to where like they don't understand what sweetness is, so they just want to like put filth in their mouths jordan look because their lives are so bad what you wouldn't be saying that if our listener ari from iceland was here with us no, I mean, you I may remember him when he called in and berated us until we cried about the fact uh, that rutger hauer canceled on us 
Oh, yeah, that jerk. I don't know. I think he's just saying it like it is. Yeah. Anyway, he called. I wanted to share this call with you, Jordan. Okay. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Jordan. Well, Jesse, you just reached the the tip of the iceberg in the Opal, Opal eating experience. You've got the classic red Opal that you just ate. Then we've got green Opal. You've got black Opal. You've got the Opal liquor. And they, they used to make a blue Opal, which was the greatest, but they stopped manufacturing it because it had chloroform in it. But that was amazing. So maybe I'll send you some more Opal, because green and black Opal are awesome. And the Opal liquor will get you really, really drunk really, really fast. Yeah, it sounds like a real rainbow of barf to me. <laughs> What did he say it had in it? Chloroform? Chloroform. I think it still has chloroform in it. I've got news for you, Opal. I don't think you've eliminated your chloroform problem. <laughs> hey, did you I, did, did you pass out after eating it and then wake up in an opium den? I did, yes. <laughs> I, was on a, uh, I was in a steamer trunk headed for the Orient. Okay, well, some, some listeners sent us... Opal made me get sold into white slavery. I've been eating my Opal ever since. I really like Opal. I'm going to have to find an Icelandic products shop. To purchase yeah. I, Opal from in the future. No, I, I, that explains why you smell like shit. <laughs> well, that's another thing that I'd rather not talk about on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's your uh, your propensity to shit your pants. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Um, okay, so Anne, who is in Oslo, Norway, okay, sent us a box of How candies. How close is that to Iceland? Uh, I believe Iceland and Norway are the same. Hmm. I think that's just two names for the same thing. No, oh, yeah. A third. and inflammable? Yeah, exactly. I think just like these stamps here that say Norge, I think you can also call either one of them Norge. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, all our Norge. Yeah, all our Norge. Um, well, she sent us a couple of different candies. The first one is a smill. Uh, if you're wondering what a smill is, if you're out there, you don't know what a smill is. A smill is Freya Melksdjokoladi. Med McToffee. All right, I like the sound of that. Anyway, I because of my it's a migraine trigger. I can't eat uh, Melkitsa Jogolati. <laughs> um, but sure? Jordan, give it a shot here. Okay, Jordan this comes in. It's, it looks like a it's, they, a two, uh, the, it's like it a tube like of Rolos. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's smill a situation. Jordan's untying this smill here. Uh, there's no string involved. I just uh, that was poor diction on my part. Bad choice of words. Okay, comes um, out exact. Feels texture like a whoa. <laughs> It basically Jordan. exploded in my hand for no reason. Jordan just smashed a smell. He broke it. What do you think of a smell? It's good. It's, it's basically a Rolo. Yeah, it's, it's basically good. a Rolo. Well, there you go. Smells are a little pretty bit. Good. It's a fatter Rolo. I like them. Okay, now next up we got these. So far, uh, Norge is. Uh, it's got my country of the year vote. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, these are some Nidar Labans uh, Sigmen. <laughs> uh, you you probably know them for their slogan, "Got for Den Lechny." <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, it was racy at the time it was invented. Yeah, well, the the you know now the, it's become part of the lexicon. But when it was invented, it, uh, it turned some heads. Also well known for the for their catchy uh, slogan, "Slip us out." 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, there's five frisky fruksmachers of these. There's apple, ananas, appleson, citron, and bringabar. <laughs> Two of those sounded like apple. Uh, I don't know how many like Norwegian cognates there are for English stuff, but it, I'm like, oh, that's probably apple. I'm like, no, nah, that other one's probably apple. Well, what we got here is we got an apple, a pineapple, an orange, oh, okay. a lemon, and then maybe that's a raspberry. It's also possibly a pomegranate. Hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to open this one up. These are like gummy guys. I'm opening up this Laban here. These are gummy guys. They're in different colors. Uh, can I offer you a Laban, Jordan? Yeah, I'll take one. All right. Now, um, these are men of extraordinary length, I would say. They're little yeah, gummy men. Yeah, big, big torsoed men. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of just a real unoriginal gummy. It's just a guy. Mmm, it's good, though. That's yeah. a nice gummy. Mm-hmm. Very good flavor. There's a kind of a dust, kind of a sugar dust on them. Mm-hmm. I could I could do without this, but I don't like like those sour gummies. I don't like those sour patch kids or gummy worms. I like a pure gummy. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Like I a think Swedish this is pretty fish. Good. Anyway, standard gummy worm. But yeah, these are good. Jordan, um uh this listener Ann was very thoughtful of us. Mm-hmm. This is I'll tell you why. A lot of listeners would just send us candy, right? Sure. And, and they, thought they don't ahead. Have, they don't have to do that. You know? But they should. If they li- right. If, yeah. yeah. If they like the show. Can you just be careful that Coco doesn't eat those smells? I will. Okay. She's busy with that octo. Um, but she's looking ahead. Smell is, what is I'm not on the menu Jordan, for Coco. She, she's looking ahead. You see what I'm saying here? She got you a gift. Oh, my gosh. Whoa, a toothbrush that says Jordan on it. Holy cow. This is a Jordan brand toothbrush. Wow. You got each of us a Jordan brand toothbrush. No, give me yours. I'm Jordan. Circular bristles. Give me yours. Give me yours. I love, want to brush with one and keep the other one. Give it to me. The slogan is love your teeth. No, this is a nice <laughs> toothbrush. Yes, yeah, Jordan, asterisk, love your teeth at the bottom. Yeah. Like, that, that oh, the... wait, it does. It has an asterisk, and then at the bottom, the asterisk is it's love your teeth. Is Jordan Norge for love your teeth? Yeah, I think that I think that is mm. I, Iceland for love your teeth. Hmm. Um, okay, so that's that. Erica, well, thank you very much. Thank you for this thing with my name on it. Erica was nice enough to send us a bunch of Japanese shit from Japan. Oh, she sent us a really nice. Bring it um, on. Uh, what I got here is it looks like a small Starbucks carryout mm. uh, box. It's uh, got a hippopotamus, Cup, a coffee box. Yeah, the uh, you know, like one of those carry-out cups with a little flip top. Yeah, no, I, I know how you feel. I need to have my box of coffee in the morning. <laughs> Fuck you, Jordan. Until I have my box of coffee, I'm a real crank. Anyway, it's got a picture of this, um, it's got a picture of a, uh, what's that kind of thing? Hippopotamus on there. Sure. And uh, he's eating what look like little coffee beans, and uh, it's got mostly got nonsense symbols on the thing. I don't know why they don't use words. But uh, the one thing that is written in words is, uh, it's called a walkie-walkie. Okay. Anyway, it's brown, so I'm guessing it might have some chocolate in it, right. so I'm passing it go. over to you, Jordan. You know, and, and, and this thing has, has a hippo on it eating uh, coffee beans, which, and, and it, it it's kind of comes up a lot when I, you know, you encounter foreign products, you're like, God, these are the weirdest mascots in the world. Um, you know, like, what a bonkers country, but then... Like, I think, like, oh, we have Count Chocula. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's way weirder than anything. Than a hippopotamus. Like chocolate vampire. Like, nothing is more bizarre than that. Ooh, this smells good. 
It had an intense smell. Okay, these are tiny. They're like nerds. These are like... Um, oh, they're like nerds? Yeah, these are like the size and shape and firmness of nerds. They're okay, kind eat of it. bumpy. Eat it. Jordan's putting it in his mouth. They sound crunchy. They're crunchy. Weird. <laughs> um, they're bizarre. Uh, it's it's like a bitter chocolate. It's just kind of like a bitter chocolate. Okay, it's a bitter chocolate. Now, uh, we don't... Oh, have you to- know what it is? It tastes like Pocky. Oh, Okay. Uh, Pocky is, is a kind of a popular Japanese candy that's kind of easily to get. Like, you can buy it at, like, the Hello Kitty store. She sent us some uh, strawberry Pocky, by oh, the nice. way. Oh, nice. Okay. Here's some. I already ate some of this. It tastes... <laughs> well, I've, I've eaten t- Pocky. It tastes kind of like a kind of a shitty Pocky that's dipped in uh, quick strawberry milk. Sure. Um, we also got this uh, Little Kit Kat. Okay. Uh, for you here. It's right. in, That's the brand name, by the way. That's not just the... Uh, now, it's what? actually Kit Kat Little, I think. Oh. Sorry, God. <laughs> and the uh, slogan for Kit Kat Little is, have a break. The English slogan. Awesome. Uh, so these these ones that I've got in my hand here, they don't have any... These don't have any English words on them. They just have pictures of crazy Japanese characters. Uh, Erica has written on these, Choco. She says, these are delicious sticks. Which sounds like a trick to me. Mm-hmm. Choco cheese and takoyaki. Don't ask, just try. <laughs> I don't like the phrase, don't ask, just try. Yeah, I'm going to save those. All right, don't eat them. I got this uh, Felix the Cat gumball here. Mm-hmm. Uh, these Kit Kats are just Kit Kat balls. These are just balls of Kit Kat, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, this one is a set of two cell phone charms. She says she kept the one that she liked. And gave the other one to you. It looks sort of like an African American nurse uh, duck. Here you go. <laughs> Thank you. So maybe a character on the cartoon show Duck Man. Do you think maybe that's a big hit there in Japan? I, Jason Alexander probably does his own voiceovers his own in Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. Do you know that um, Fuel TV is on in uh, like Portugal now? It's on in some weird places. It's on a lot of South American countries. Really? Yeah, so I guess I have a South American guy who does my voice. That's awesome. They dub it in Spanish? It's yeah, not yeah. just in English? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's totally dubbed. And I think there's even one in Portuguese, too. I think it's in wow. Brazil. Portuguese. Sure. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder if I'm like the same guy... In those other countries, like maybe I'm just like a stand-in for a stupid American or often, something. Often your character on the shows is kind of this kind of halting, nervous guy. Sure. Not always, but often. Yeah, not not so much anymore. That got phased out a little bit. But oh, that's good. No, I'm just kind of... Uh, I was bored of that. Yeah. Okay, now this is some plum-headed men. They look like Ultraman, but with plums for heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are some sort of sour plum. We're going to eat these, Jordan. I kind of like this African-American duck. <laughs> Duck lady. It really does look like a character from Duckman, sure, right? Yeah, it totally does. You ready for a sour plum, Jordan? Yeah. Okay. Duh. Yeah, I think this Actually, is... I'm kind of upset because I thought this was going to be some kind of candy, Oof. but it really seems it smells like, like it vinegar. It smells like might vinegar actually candy. be a sour plum. Yeah. It's about this the like size this of. might be fruit. How, how big would you say this is? It's fuzzy. It's fuzzy. It's, it's about the size, the size of a big of a, marble. Yeah, a dime. A shooter. Okay, let's eat it. No! No! Ugh! Ah, boo! Boo on... I hate Japan now. Jesse is running over to the garbage can to spat it out dramatically. 
Ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah, this is bad, man. It's got ugh. the most adorable graphics by far, but it tastes ugh, ugh. worse than eating the eating a. Oh God! Give me some of those Labans, Jordan. Yeah, here, cleanse the palate with a Laban. Ugh. Oh, man, I'm going to Yes, these are actual fruits that have been in a plastic bag for God knows how long. Oh, God, those were foul. Yeah, it tastes like they've been pickled or put up or something. I'm going to have some walkie-walkie. This will do it. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I am still reeling from those sour plums. <laughs> yeah, those are bad, man. I will say, to their credit, when I spat them out, it looks like it looked like I was spitting out uh, blood and guts. Yeah, it totally did. It was really br- intensely bright red, much more so than the actual plum itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the plum was kind of kind of crimson, but I it wonder came if out. we were supposed to eat the whole thing. Yeah, maybe they're swallowing. Yeah, they're for swallowing. Or maybe they're just maybe they use them like a, in the way that we would use, say, a paintball. Might have been a suppository. <laughs> it was probably. We might a have suppository. just taken a big bite out of a suppository. Yeah, we should have greased them up and put them in our butts. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking now. Oh man, well, too late now, huh? No, we can get them out of the garbage and put them up our butts. Why shoot mine up? Do I have to push it, smush it together, back into a one piece? Yes. Okay. The well, listener took the time to create a box of Japanese candy and spend. God, probably $80 to send it over here. The least you can do is shove some things up your butt. Jordan. What? That kind of shit talking about me is why you're not going to get any of this watering kiss mint gum. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want it anymore. Jordan, I had yes. to, I've had... Uh, number one, last week we went to Amherst, Massachusetts. Sure. We did our live show there, which you heard if you subscribed yeah. to the podcast. And yeah. I just want to say it was so great, and thank you to the folks who brought us uh, out there. And it was just a lot of fun, and it was really a pleasure to do, and I had a great time. I have a little story about that. What is the story? Um, I had a little insider info as to what was going on in the ladies' room while okay. we were doing our show. Okay. Um, my special lady, Jenna, came down from... She she, uh, she she moved to New York, and she came down to Boston to see the show. Right. To Amherst. And uh, she was in the ladies' room. Your sweetheart, show, if you will. Sure. After the show. And um, she heard two of the girls talking. One of them said, Well, Jesse's really cute, but that other guy... Ugh. Not only... Not oh okay so whether she's heard the show or not the name of the show is Jordan Jesse Go right the name of the show is Jordan Jesse Go right so obviously both of our names are in it right she couldn't even bring herself to say my name she just (laughs) said the other one and then didn't even say like oh he's less cute or I prefer but just made a guttural vomitous sound that's anyway so that was what was going on in the ladies' room congratulations fucking handsome. I'm just, Jordan, I'm sorry that I'm laughing at this situation. Sure. I know I should be taking it more seriously, but you have to understand that these are probably the first people who found me attractive since I was 17 years old. Ah, man, I always thought I was the cute one. I was always coasting on the uh, belief that I was the cute one, but this is is firm evidence to the contrary. Jordan, look, this is what it is. What? You're the cute one, I'm the handsome one. No, this isn't. No, it wasn't even like. Oh, Jesse's good looking. And Jordan's adorable. It was like, ugh. It was a barf noise. But Jordan, you are adorable. 
No, not not to not to them, not to the not to the ladies of Jordan Jesse Go Live. Audience. Jordan, let me ask what? you this question: What you mentioned the person who overheard your? Uh, Let's just move on. Now tell me what does, I want to talk about. What does your very beautiful, charming girlfriend think? Does she think that you're adorable? I don't even know anymore. She probably doesn't. Hmm. That's probably why she told you that. It was a, a nice way of telling you that. Yeah. She's so probably just she's probably just with you for the money. It's fucking over. She's just always wanted to date an ex, an action sports celebrity. <sighs> she couldn't get a date. She couldn't get a date with the guy who uh, the guy who hosts your show. She ideally specifically was looking for a professional former professional rollerblader. Yeah. Um. So she had to settle for you, and that's fine, Jordan. What I'm saying is just look. Yeah. Would it help if I told you this? Yeah. In my eyes. You're big dank. Cut it out, man. No, all you right, really right, are. You're right. big dank. That's nice of you. You're Cristal, big dank, rolling on Olski Wolskis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Jordan? Hmm. You're like the coop of our generation. Yeah. Well, I the am. coop is the coop of our generation. <laughs> yeah. When, when coop dies. But when coop dies, he will likely pass his mantle to you. Hmm. It won't matter what some girl says in the girl's bathroom, Jordan. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm Once saying? Once I'm Coop. You are Coop. Yeah. Jordan, you are my Coop. Currently, I'm Coop. In my heart, you are already the star of a TJF show called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Thanks, man. Hey, no problem, buddy. Oh, it's called Step by Step now, though. Oh, sorry. My show. I changed <laughs> I, the name. I didn't realize. I had no idea, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm sorry if I, you know, I didn't mean to... Uh, I didn't mean to anything. Yeah, it's like my show has like several dumb characters that have a lot of catchphrases, but like several characters whose thing is being dumb. Can I tell you something? Hmm. I just found a little bit of that peach in my mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate you now, Japan. You've given us a lot of great stuff, but that plum makes it all null and void. I'm surprised that she didn't send us any Pokari sweat. <laughs> yeah, where's that? That's the... Where's uh, the bathing ape t-shirts? Yeah, we're, we're, how come you didn't send us some bapestas? <laughs> I gotta get some bapestas. Oh, man. Anyway, well, I, outside of whatever disgrace you may have uh, heard about secondhand, Jordan, mm. I would say that overall it was a great trip. Sure. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And if you're at some college that has thousands of dollars to fly us somewhere to do something, fucking I'm down. Here's here's what I want. Here's, okay. Now that we did Jordan Jesse Go live in Amherst. Okay. And we already, we've already been pampered. We stated the quality in. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was exactly as its namesake makes it out to be. Mm-hmm. Quality, free Wi-Fi, people. Yeah, absolutely. That's oh, what you know, I'm looking here's for. Here's something weird. I had a joke I was going to make, but I want to just make a weird okay. observation. Okay. Um, I'm, it's not. I'm, Go ahead. There's a, there's it's a fine. reasonable explanation. I want to hear. But, I want to hear. Uh, an I've, I've actually been staying in a lot of hotels recently. I've been traveling. You travel for work more than more than my share for work these days. Um, and I've stayed in a couple of uh, crappy hotels and then a couple of really, really nice hotels. For this, these past couple of weeks, I've stayed in some of the nicest places I've ever stayed. Um, the shitty ones have free Wi-Fi and the uh, nice ones don't. you got to pay like 12 bucks a night for it. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, right? Pisses me off. Is it, just that, is it just that people who are staying in a nice hotel need Wi-Fi because they're obviously, you know, This is my theory. And- like if you're, tr- if you're staying at the Quality Inn. Right. You are oh, the Ramada. I was in a Ramada recently. Yeah, you're like just driving down the road and you see the sign that says "Brand I'm familiar with, free Wi-Fi." You pull in, you book your room. Gotcha. If you're staying at the Ritz Carlton, you booked it way ahead of time, and money's already no object, so yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. that they're yeah, going to charge you some more money. 
That happened to me in New York City when I when I stayed in a fancy hotel courtesy of the Apple Computer Corporation. Uh, they, the Wi-Fi was super expensive, so I just didn't do it. I was like, fuck this. Can we get back to my joke? Yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, so great. Jordan, Jesse, Go, and Amherst was a huge success. Uh, if there's anybody out there uh, in Oklahoma who wants to put us up, I really want to go because then the sign can read, Jordan, Jesse, Go, Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm glad we circled back around to that, Jordan. Yeah. I'm really happy about that. (laughs) I would hate for that to get lost in that actual topic. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I Um, guess free Wi-Fi isn't too interesting. It was a a pleasure. Amherst is a nice little spot. Although, I have to say, you know, I went to the Salvation Army. It was really big. Maybe it was a Goodwill. It was really big, but I didn't find anything worth buying. I'll tell you that right now, Jordan. Yeah. It's a lot of onesies. Yeah, mostly just onesies, Jordan. You can put a onesie on Coco. That'd be funny. I want to put a dress on Coco lately. Hmm. Lately, I've wanted to Whoa, put a dog really? dress on Coco. Oof. No, not a... No. Not in a... Come back, Jesse. Wherever, wherever it is you're driving, turn around. I just drove to the turn Target. Turn around. They had Isaac Mitzrahi dog dresses there, and they were like seven ninety nine. Seriously, cut it out now. I just wanted now, to get a little stop. dress for my dog. It would have been cute because it had a pink strawberry on it, <sighs> and it would have matched her little brown furs. What? A pink yeah, strawberry would have matched her. Yeah, pink and brown go nicely together. Uh, clothes and dogs don't go nicely together, Jesse. That's... Maybe the colors will look nice, but the <laughs> fact that the clothes are on a dog, that'll just look sad. But then people How does will... Teresa feel about this? Then you... people will know she's a pretty girl dog and not uh, n- not an angry boy dog, because sometimes people get confused. Oh, uh, yeah. I want people to be like, oh, look at that cute, pretty little dog. Meow, meow, meow. Because I had to teach myself to think of her as a pretty little dog instead of like a dude type of little dog. Because she's kind of brown, you know, and scruffy looking. And rowdy. And rowdy. Yeah, absolutely. All of the above. Well, okay. So I'm not going to buy a dog for my dress. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Jordan? Yeah. It's just not going to happen. All right. No. I was trying to say something. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> oh, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma. Anyway, I, I feel like I had this super intense week since then. Yeah. These are some of the things I did. I uh, bought a car from a lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave her a thousand dollar deposit, and she was moving out of the country at the end of the week. So I said she could keep the car till the end of the week. That was uh, nice of you. Oh well, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm a nice guy. Uh, you know, I gave her a deposit. She was a, she seemed like a stand up lady, and then the bitch sold the car to somebody else. Hmm. Who offered her more? After I gave her a thousand dollars, and she put it in her bank account. Wow. She gave me back the $1,000 plus a little something to uh, to make up for my uh, putting myself out. Oh. 50 bucks. Nice. Pretty good, right? I'll go t- towards the new Zune. Yeah, $50. Yeah, that was definitely worth me having Teresa drive across town during the middle of the day in, in the middle of her school day uh, in Los Angeles when I was flying out of the country to deliver a check for $1,000 to that lady. Totally. And it was definitely a fair cut of the thousand extra that she made by fucking me over, too. Yeah, nice. You know, nice Not 50. Bad. Absolutely. What is that? That's 5%? a... 5%? Yeah, you're looking at 5% there. Not bad, Perfectly man. Perfectly fair. Like, sounds like you can create a little uh, home business for yourself. That's an even in split. In addition to the other home business you have. That's what they call a Huckleberry Finn even split. Sure. Wait, Tom Sawyer even split. I think what's... Car flipping? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I think that's called car flipping. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen it on the Learning Channel to this point, but now I've done it. Mm. Um, so then I bought a, a car, yeah. a different car, from a car dealership. First time I'd ever bought a car from a car dealership. Uh, that was weird, but I worked out okay. Now I have a convertible. Oh. 
So my I have this new convertible, convertible lifestyle huh? now. Wow, what, how are you doing things different now that you have a convertible? Uh, basically, everything is fifteen to twenty percent uh, more awesome. <laughs> okay, um, but your actual activities aren't any different. No, it's the same things, only amped up a little bit in the awesome department. Nice. So let's say I go to Trader Joe's. Okay. Put the top down. Mm-hmm. What a what a sweet trip to Trader Joe's it is! All of a sudden. Oh, okay, I see. All of a sudden, college girls are in bathrooms talking about how cute I am. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's working for the weekend is blasting out of your stereo. You bet your buttons. Okay, so that happened to okay. me. Okay, that's another thing that happened to me. One one thing. The next thing that happened to me that was the really big thing is this: um, I had this childhood best friend. Um, uh, and he and I have been friends since, uh, I, I was... Just because I'm opening a package of Pocky doesn't mean I'm not listening to you. Yeah, it does. I'm sure your story about your, Jordan, um, we're on the air bike right or now. whatever. Why are you reading those? Why would you eat on the air, Jordan? Because it got mailed to us. <laughs> oh, yeah, It would okay. be rude not to. Sorry, I was thinking of so something else. I keep talking else. about your, uh, big wheel. Jordan. What are you talking about? Big wheels? Jordan, I was not talking about big power wheels. Power wheels? Power wheels. Pow, pow, power wheels. Mm-hmm. That's what I was talking about. Sergeant Slaughter. I was talking about my buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Engage. Jordan, <laughs> I was just about to open my heart to you. What? I, was I ab- want to talk about oh, the first ever video open... game console slash phone, Engage. Jordan. What? I really was about to open my heart. Oh, oh sorry. Open your heart. You're eating Pocky. Oh, I can't find it now. <laughs> Okay, you're either you, this whole time I've been trying to open my heart. You're either eating pocky or forcing pocky in between the cushions of my sofa with yeah. your butt. That's funny. Um, Sorry, keep going. So my my best friend, we've been friends since I was two and he was one. He's a year younger than me. Mm. You um, were baby friends then. We were baby friends, yes. And then we were small <laughs> child friends. Uh, then we were high school friends. His his dad died when we were. Uh, 14 and 15 or 15 and 16, something like that. And, uh, you know, like when his dad died, I went and like stayed at his house for a couple of days like that. We were very close friends and, um, we didn't, we didn't talk so much during college because we were just not at home at the same times and stuff like that. And we went, both went to college pretty far from where we grew up. Where did he go? Uh, he went to, uh, Evergreen in, uh, in Washington state. Okay. Um, and I of course went to UC Santa Cruz in, uh, Washington San State. Diego, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, a couple years ago, I graduated from school, and we, we I was done with school. He was he had gone to some other things, but then he was home from school after a while because you remember he's a year younger than me. Um, and I tried to call him at his mom's house, but he wasn't staying at his mom's house. His mom gave me this phone number. I called this phone number. It was just some other dude on the message machine saying, uh, "Leave me a message. This is John. Leave me a message." So I didn't leave a message there. And uh, it turns out that this phone number is just a a guy who would take messages for my friend. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't know that. I thought it was, you know, yeah, or whatever it was. I thought it was just some dude and I had the wrong number. And then I was like, well, you know, he'll call or whatever. Then I didn't talk to him for a while, which wasn't that weird because we, you know, we gone to college and did not talk to each other all the time that sure. much. And... Uh, so one time, I, uh, uh, about two years ago, I called him on Thanksgiving because I knew he would be home on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that he had taken my not calling him uh, very personally. Okay. And he thought that I was 
you know, basically wanting to cut him out of my life. Too cool for school. Yeah, exactly. Which was couldn't have been further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, was totally real for him. Trust me. Sure. And um, and he basically just told me off. Like okay. he he's on, on Thanksgiving. I'm standing upstairs at my uh, uh, at Teresa's parents' house, mm-hmm. uh, talk, talking on the phone to him, and he's just she just let out a string of expletives at me and then hung up on me basically. Okay. And uh, then I just didn't talk to him for a long time. Sure, you don't want to be cussed at. Yeah, no, I mean, he, you know, after somebody tells you to go fuck yourself, sure. um, you know. And uh, it was really it was really weird because on the one hand, like like I said, you know, like through college, like it's not like we were talking on the phone every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I, at the same time, I still thought of him as being my best friend. And basically, you know, like the way I think of him is, just, is like as my brother. Mm-hmm. So um, it was... And, and, you know, like, like I said, I wouldn't talk to him every day, but it's still thought of him that way. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it was weird because on the one hand, it's not like it changed my life completely. Like my day to day life, um, because he was on the road with, he's in a band and he's on the road with his band all the time. So it's not like we would have been hanging out all the time otherwise, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, it was really weird whenever I thought about that, you know, it would just be a tremendous weight on me, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just really heavy to think my best friend, like, fucking hates me or whatever. Sure. You know, and I don't know, you know, I didn't know, like, what the deal was. And and I've always felt like, you know, like I could call him and talk to him about it, maybe. Right. But that shit is so scary to do, Jordan. No, are you kidding? It's... Addressing a problem is the worst, man. And I, I hate mean, it. Oh Jesus! It is. It was so scary, and I tried. You know, I would like try. I tried to do it just a bunch of times, and I just couldn't do it. Like I, and because I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was gonna say because, like, you know, like I, I was, I was, I was a little bit pissed off that he had told me off, but like it wasn't mostly about him being about me being pissed off at him. It mm-hmm. was, it was much more about me being just like scared that he hated me. Sure. You know what I mean? And wondering, like, just going back in my head, like, should I have been different? Like, oh, I should have done something differently. Like, you know, I should have been more aggressive about calling him and being friends with him and that kind of stuff. And just and just feeling terrible because I knew that he wouldn't have done that if he didn't feel that way. And but at the same time, I knew that, like, that was just the last thing I would ever have done intentionally. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And then, like, maybe like a year ago, I was in home in San Francisco. I was at the taco truck. Mm-hmm. And he came by on his bike, and uh, it was really it was weird. It was a weird situation, um, but he was like nice to me. Like I didn't know what he was going to be like. You know what I mean? Like I almost didn't like yell out to him. Yeah, yeah. I saw him riding his bike. I almost didn't yell out to him because I was scared that he would be like, "Hey, fuck you, dude!" He'd ride the bike into you. Yeah, exactly. Ride the bike into me. I I thought he might have those kind of like. Uh, you know, like sometimes on a race car tire uh, of a kind of James Bond type race car has a thing that sticks out with blades. Oh, yeah, So yeah. that when it sidles up the blades spin, so it can, if it sidles destroy up to another you, car, yeah. it can destroy another car. Or in my case, it's just a person who's just trying to eat some tacos. Mm-hmm. And yell at you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I talked to him just for a minute and, um, you know, it was just like, hey, how are you doing? Good, you know. But then I didn't talk. I didn't call him again. I didn't call him. Uh, I didn't, didn't even have his number. Mm-hmm. We didn't exchange numbers or anything. And um, 
And, you know, I was planning my wedding and I had already called. I mean, we called most of the people who I wanted to be bridesmaids. We called them on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean bridesmaids? Bridesmaid. No, I mean bridesmaids. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're a bridesmaid. You didn't know that? You have to get a pink dress. Any pink dress you want, but it has to be pink. Okay. Well, as long as it's a pink dress, I can wear again. Because what I hate about being a bridesmaid is that you, they make you buy that one ugly taffeta dress and then it's just sitting in your closet. No, I know what that's about. I've been a bridesmaid of... Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, right here. Well, looks like he's going to be the bride. You were Teresa. Well, I, mean, I guess I'm the bridesmaid, so I guess you're the you're the bride. No, no, you're, or maybe I misexplained this. Oh. You're the bride. I'm the bridesmaid. Teresa's the priest. Huh. And you're marrying Coco. I am. Who I'm pretty sure is a boy dog. I mean, she's not wearing a dress. I'm, wait, I'm marrying a dog. Continue. Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. Okay, well, they fine. already have gay marriages. Yeah, no, that's true. You might as well just marry Man, a dog. Man, America has officially uh, slid on its ass down the slippery slope. Dog marriage. Bri- not even the bride has to marry the dog. It's the bridesmaid. Yeah. That's how fucked up our society is. So, um, but I just, I was sitting, and I, we had a backup plan. Okay. Uh, I, I, we had this list of, of groomsmen that we wanted, Teresa and I. And uh, and then there was a backup plan, which is my brother Brendan, who's twelve, uh, is going to be the ring bearer because mm-hmm. um, he's because he's the cutest member of our family. Sure, um, but it, I could have bumped him up. Mm-hmm. You could have bumped him to to groomsmen. Yeah, I mean, I called all these groomsmen months ago, mm-hmm. and then I had uh, my friend on the list, uh, and I just and I didn't I didn't because I didn't know if I like I knew I wanted to call him. Sure. And ask him to be in my wedding. You know what I mean? How did you have his number still? Uh, I didn't. I didn't have his number. You would have to do some. I would have had to. I know. Foraging. I, I mean, we're good. <laughs> we were good enough friends that I still remember what his mom's phone number is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I remember a couple of childhood friends' phone numbers too. Um. Uh. But anyway. Um. And so, the other day, I, I uh, a couple of weeks ago, I called his mom, mm-hmm. and I left a message on her machine. Saying, hey, it's you know, it's Jesse. Uh, I was wondering if you had P's phone number. Um, uh, you want to call and and give it to me? Here's my number. And then I didn't hear anything for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, the whole family hates you. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I had no idea. I was, I was like, what is going on here? Like, I have no idea what's going on. And um, you know, because I, I, you know, I never had a bad relationship with his mom. Sure. And um, and then she called the other day. And uh, she's like, "Sorry, we were. I was out of the country. I was in China and Vietnam for a few few weeks." Oh, okay, that'll do it. She was in Vietnam or something. She gave me his phone number, and I called. I I just like I was like when I when she called and gave me his phone number, it was actually his birthday. Okay. And I was like, okay, she just gave me his phone number. It's his birthday. I got to call him right now. Yeah. Like, if I don't call him right now, it's just not going to happen. Sure. Like, I don't even like calling people. I just don't like calling people. Yeah. On the phone, it creeps me out. Okay. Basic, basically, anybody. That's not expecting my call. I don't want to call him on the phone, except for Teresa and my parents. That's basically it. Maybe sometimes you. Like, I think I could probably call you without feeling nervous about it before sure. I press the call button. Right. But, like, I sincerely feel nervous about calling anyone on the phone. Gotcha. This is not an uncommon issue. I think people have this in their lives. Yeah. They're called Quakers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amish? Quakers can use the phone, right? Uh, yeah, Quakers can do whatever they want. They just love peace. Oh, okay. Peace oh, and lovers. not killing bugs. 
Mm, no, that's uh, certain Buddhists. <sighs> Depends on what part of the Buddhist uh, huh. tradition. Well, some, some Buddhists believe that all all creatures no, can I be reincarnated. Some believe it's just people. I agree that that remark would have been funnier if I would have said Amish. Oh, I just thought it was. I thought it was a pun because of quaking. Oh. I just assumed yeah, it was no, a pun. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's say pun. A silly Let's pun. Say pun. Uh, you know that Jesse's really handsome, but Jordan. Blah. Uh, anyway, so uh, I called him up, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it went it went pretty good. I told him I basically just I basically just laid it out there, dude. Yeah, I just dude. told him, you know, I told him, hey, you know, I, you know, I know we haven't talked, and I know we've had a hard time, but you know, wow, you're very mature, and uh, you know, I just basically just told him that, um, you know, I I thought I thought of him like a brother, and I had a hard time imagining getting married without having him there. Mm-hmm. And um, he was actually really, uh, he was really like happy about it. He was like really honored oh, by good, it. Good, good, And um, it was so hard, Jordan. It was one of the hardest yeah, things man. I've ever, I I've ever hey, done. I, I feel you. It was really, really tough and scary. And when it was done, I was just so happy. And then we complained about the gentrification of the mission for a while to each other. Oh, nice. Okay. So that gave us a good kind of solid. That's always been something we can always fall back on, you know? She just called him and said, hey, dude, big dank? (laughs) Big dank? Jordan, look in my eyes. I have never felt more big dank (laughs) than when I hung up that telephone. Wow. Anyway, it it worked out okay, man. It was like, oh boy, it was really like the most emotionally difficult and draining thing that I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, uh, I was so scary. I was so scared, and I just did it. And I just, if you ha- if you're in a situation like this with somebody, and I feel like these things just gain more and more and more weight as the time goes on you know what i mean mm-hmm. and they become also become easier and easier to to just ignore and pretend that they're you know never whatever just if you're out there and and you're in this situation you know like i did it and it and it was okay you know like it's settled now it's fine and and now i get to have you know my brother in my in my wedding you know what i mean i'm going to see him when i'm when i'm home in san francisco in a couple of weeks so you know, if you're in the, if you're in that position, you know you can just do it. It's it's super hard, but you can just do yeah. it. Yeah. Just think of what you know. Think what the coop would do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get a little cristal, big tank, big tank, old school on twenties. <laughs> you know what I mean, Jordan? Mall. You're just imagine yourself as the first motherfucker who was on TV, the first motherfucker on HBO, the sure. first motherfucker on Showtime at the Apollo. I'm glad he distinguished between TV and HBO. Yeah, well, <laughs> as their old slogan from a number of years ago. Yeah, reads exactly, exactly, Jordan. HBO. Jordan, how do you feel about the fact that we've been to the house of the new uh, boss of HBO? Have we? Oh, right, we totally have. Yeah, we went to our house one time. Mm-hmm. We were invited to a party at her house. It was a fancy Hollywood party. Yes. We went there and were a little bit awkward. Sure, but absolutely. We enjoyed, we enjoyed ourselves, had some canapes. Sure. We are in with HBO. We looked at uh, her you, and her husband's extensive Planet of the Apes memorabilia. Do you want to uh, you want to pitch something to HBO? Yeah, it's um, it's a show with swearing. Yeah, it's like it's like a traditional television show. Add swearing. Boom! A little bit of nudity. Yeah, absolutely. Once an episode, one nudity per episode. 
You got it. Oh, dude. also, it's just more Tales from the Crypt. Have you ever watched the show, speaking of nudity per episode, have you ever watched the show Californication? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I yeah, I, I, I knew one of the nude women on Californication. Really? Recently, yeah. Oh, that's It fantastic. was actually the only episode I had ever seen. I'm like, oh, there's that, uh, there's that woman I know. Oh, wow. I, I've seen that show, uh, many of the episodes of that show. Uh, that show is distinguished by the fact that David Duchovny is uh, just a TV star through and through. Sure. Abs a thousand percent a TV star. I was never a fan of the X-Files, but that David Duchovny, he's a winner. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very well acted by everyone, uh, but it is not a good show. No. It is not a good show. Ultimately, at the end of the day, not a the good show. not good. It's good. It goes, it was some great performances from a very strong cast. Very, very, very awful, precocious child. <laughs> Probably the worst oh, precocious yeah, child on TV since child. Webster. Yeah. Like, it is just brutal. Worse than the precocious child from Virtuosity. Oh, man. Well, I feel like I've, I feel like I've taken a thousand weights off my shoulder just talking about the, the weights that I took off my shoulders. Yeah, man. That's what podcasts are about. You're floating all, away. You're floating to the ceiling. That's what podcasts are all about, right? <laughs> yeah. I when I got into podcasting, I knew that I would be able to talk about the deep emotional traumas of my life, sure, and then I would get foreign candy, and that was enough for me. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't need to be in some big media conglomerate to nah, get those. Absolutely you know what I mean? Not. We don't need to be streaming on MSN.com. We're streaming on MSN.com. We're not. I'm saying we don't need to. Oh, I quit. Fuck this. What? We're not streaming on MSN.com. I didn't know streaming on MSN.com was so important to you. It's the Microsoft Network, Jordan. Yeah. That's not important to you? No, whatever, man. I'll stream anywhere I want to. Go stream yourself. Wow. To think that I thought you were big dank. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, Jordan, I went to the movies this week. Did you? I wanted to see that. Dot com? Yeah, I, well, I want to see that dot com. Okay. I was one of the sponsors of Jordan Jesse Go, Absolutely. Jordan. Absolutely. This is an internet website. You tell it what movies you want to go see. It helps you go see them with your pals, mm-hmm. your friends, you Jordan. You go to I want to see that dot com. You click on the movies you want to see, and then it tells you which friends want to go see the movies you clicked on. Now, Jordan. Yes. Let's just say I'm looking for entertainment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to the movies. I don't want to see that. Wait, so you're saying you're just, you don't have two hours, I just, you know, three I, hours including travel time. I'm uncomfortable leaving the internet behind. Sure. That's what I'm saying. I so can't wait, leave so my keyboard. you're looking for some sort of entertainment I'm on the, the internet? I'm the kind of internet addicted nerd who probably spends all day making and listening to podcasts. Yeah. Okay. What, what kind of website might I want to visit? I'll tell you right now, blueshat.net. Blueshat.net. What can I find there at that particular website? <laughs> what can't you find at that website? I'm talking, it is a, it is a conglomeration of popular webcomics. Okay. So there's hilarious webcomics there. It's a hub? There. Would you say it's a hub? I would say it's Are a you, hub. So you're telling me it's a hub? I would say... Hub, hub, hub. Blueshat.net is to the world of webcomics as... Denver International Airport is to the Rocky Mountain region. Wow. It's a hub. Mm. Blueshat.net, 
also has the Two Mustaches podcast. Wow. That's a podcast that's probably about mustaches, mm-hmm. judging by the title. You're obviously a fan of podcasts. I'm a fan of podcasts. And to be honest, I'm not that fictional guy that you just described. So I'm all about I want to see that.net. Dot com. Oh, come. Bluesat.net. Bluesat.net. I want to see that.com. Our generous sponsors here on Jordan Jesse Go. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan? Yes. I feel I'm a very empathic guy. Sure. Um, I'm like the uh, lady with the big hair on Star Trek: The Next Generation, the dark, the big dark hair. You know, I never watched. I've never watched any Star Trek thing extensively. No, I've tra- seen Star Trek movies two and four. Well, four is the only one you need to see in the movies. <laughs> they save the whales. Oh, I yeah. guess I've seen the Undiscovered Country too. No, the one you want to see is Star Trek Four. Star Trek saves the whales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in San Francisco specifically. Yeah, not in space. That's the, it might be a little more interesting. That's the one that brings Star Trek into the uh, the genre that it should have been working in Fish the whole time. Fish out of water comedy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Man, I really like Star Trek Four. I watched uh, a, uh, maybe like a, two years ago. Uh, Teresa and I were babysitting Teresa's kid brother. Yeah. So I made Teresa rent Star Trek Four, and we watched it, and I still like it. <sighs> I totally still like it. I think that I might be it's boring. I think I saw Star Trek 1, but I think of the only ones I've seen are Star Trek 1 and Star Trek 4. And I really don't have any fondness for Star Trek, the TV show, mm-hmm. but uh, man, do I like Star Trek 4. Maybe mm. it's just because it's the only movie I saw as a child that was set in San Francisco. Okay. So that was just like really exciting to me at the time. Anyway. Uh, That's why I love um, Mission Viejo Board of Tourism video. <laughs> What about uh, 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 Jesse's family, uh, Jesse Visits His Grandparents' Home Movie? Oh, yeah. You love that one, right? No, I thought it was a little... Your favorite part know. Your favorite part was when uh, Jesse's grandpa had to explain to Jesse that there weren't any bunnies in the neighborhood anymore because they had to poison them because they were eating people's lawns. Wow, why was he filming that? Um, why was he filming that potentially traumatic... Uh, Revelation to masturbate to later. Oh, I see. So he's a sex pervert then. Yeah, absolutely. He was. Mm-hmm. He's passed on now. May he rest in peace. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> it's pervert's coffin. My grandfather was not a pervert. No, no. Um, as far as I know. Uh, no, I'm. What I'm saying is, like the lady sure. with the big pile of dark hair that wasn't Whoopi Goldberg on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Right. I'm very empathetic. And I feel like you have been traumatized lately. Oh yeah. Um, and I wonder if well, I don't know. I just I can't. No, I no, can't no, quite sure, sure. And this isn't even. I lately. hear melodies, but yeah, this is a musical based trauma. And this isn't just lately. This is my entire life. But I've only been able to kind of put my finger on how much this bothers me. And it's. Um, Go ahead. I'll be eating a laban. Sure, sure. There is. I'll probably okay. space out and won't pay attention because I'm eating this lab and fair enough. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna gab. Um so okay. Everywhere you go, basically, there's music piped in, right? Every commercial place you go to, there's some music being piped in. Walmart. Yeah, Walmart, for instance. Jiffy Lube. Sure. Absolutely. The lube. Mm-hmm. Cold Stone Creamery. Is it cool that I call it the lube? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. 
Um, so yes, everywhere there's some music being piped in, and I don't I don't know if you you know the two of us are intelligent guys. We have you know kind of reasonably good taste in things. Uh, you're right. I mean, the two of us are both we're both intelligent. Sure, I'm handsome. Right. Um, I'm blah. <laughs> Um, anyways, but, and maybe you have been able to transcend the mindset to where a cheesy melodramatic pop song doesn't get to you. But to me, I don't know. I still am. I'll say this, Jordan. Yes. I still get really happy and excited when one of my favorite pop tunes, Brand New Jones by Robin Thicke, comes on in the Nordstrom Rack. Okay. Which it does with surprising regularity. <laughs> yeah, and I did. worked at Nordstrom's for a while. They have like eight songs they play throughout the day. They have to decide on eight songs. Yeah. Um, anyways, but I feel like when the piped-in music is super emotional, that is equal. It's a kind of emotional terrorism, I feel like. It's like I'm just at a place. I'm just at Nordstrom Rack. Like I am just at Target. I don't want to have an intense feeling. I don't like them. Like, I don't like having an intense feeling, period. I would rather not do it. You want to insulate yourself from emotion. I want to keep neutral. I want sameness, uh, you know, regularity. I do not like having intense emotions. And I feel like when I'm in a place and you don't the first get an erection. cut is the deepest comes on. <laughs> it's like, this isn't fair. This isn't fucking fair. Like, I'm not... I, I did not buy into this. Like, I'm here to buy socks. Like, I'm not here to, you know... Okay, here, here's here's three songs I could do without okay. ever being piped in somewhere again. Number three. First cut is the deepest. Already okay. mentioned. Don't know who sings it. I think it's Natalie Imbruglia. Can you sing a little bit of it for us? The first cut is the deepest. Baby, send a pew. There you go. Okay, number two. Um, the John Mayer tune, Your Body is a Wonderland. What's wrong with that? That's a sweet song about Wonderland. It reminds one how long it's been since one has had sex. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, congratulations if you're having frequent sex, but not everyone always is. So let's just out with that. Uh, and, um... Uh, God, what's in the third one? Can you sing a little bit of the John Mayer tune for no, me? No, everybody knows that. I'm not. I can't think of what and how it goes. Uh, and the third is uh, "Total Eclipse of the Heart." Now, which song? Which song is the John Mayer one? How does that go? Your body is a wonderland. Your body is a one. It's not ringing any bells. Yeah, look it up on YouTube. Maybe if I, I'm not going to sing. Maybe it. if I heard the melody just for a second, it nope. would it would ring some bells. Mm, that's fine. Just look it up on the internet. Um, John Mayer. And the third is Total Eclipse Is that M-A-Y-O-R? Yes, John Mayer. <laughs> what exactly? Mayor of, of what exactly is he the mayor? <laughs> Sittington. Uh, Sittington. Okay, and the final song? Uh, the Total Eclipse of the Heart. Now that is... That's I, just like that's that's just song like I do know. That's barf. from, that's, that's from uh, Little Shop of Horrors, the musical. Yes. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Mm-hmm. Right? Sung by Rick Moranis. Yeah. Uh, no, I know that one. And What's John Candy one? as DJ, fat DJ. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, and that's just, here you go. Here, have an emotion. Like, I don't, I, like, okay. 
there, uh, let's maybe we can agree on some songs that it's okay to be piped in places. Some nice neutral songs. Brand new Jones by Robin Thicke. Never heard it. Fine. Uh, celebrate album. by I'll Cool and the Gang. Okay, go I've ahead. I've got a brand new Jones that nobody even knows. I could be it's gone. It's my thing, my thing all alone. Great, absolutely. Um, so the Beatles meets the Jackson Five, my friend. That's a classic pop track. Cheeseburger in Paradise. How's that go? Cheeseburger in Paradise. Something, something, something inside of fries. It's not a real song. It's a Jimmy Buffett song. I'm pretty sure that's not a it's real about, song. It's about eating a cheeseburger in paradise, and I'm fine with it. Why wouldn't you eat when in when in Rome do as the Romans? If I was in paradise, I'd have some mahi mahi, <laughs> some star fruits. Yeah, exactly. Bread fruits. Yeah, I'd have a bread fruit. Um, I'd have a I'd have a taste of the foul smelling but delicious durian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, toucan meat. <laughs> <laughs> women <laughs> sorry yeah um thank you for not saying pussies by the way <laughs> yeah native women's pussies well i didn't even mean to imply native women's pussies it was implied well it wasn't my intent but I'm just, thank you for not saying it i'm glad no one had to hear that uh what about this what um are you familiar with the big fat hawaiian guy called is oh, are you gonna say uh um that no, I know what you're talking about. Is it his famous cover of the Louis Armstrong song? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's, no fucking way. It's his. It's his uh, much less famous song about Hawaiian uh, sumo wrestlers who are having success in Japan. That goes. Yep. I'm fine with that too. Yeah, anything in Japanese? Anything. Yep, that's great. Man, big that, fat Hawaiian guy. He's, yeah. His career has been reduced to that cover of What a Wonderful World uh, mixed with the song from uh, The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. But man, big fat Hawaiian guy was great. Yeah, no, that sounds fine. All, these, all like of these angel. songs can play in Ross Dress for Less as far as I'm concerned. Had some cool songs about Hawaiian sovereignty. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. That wow. guy's awesome. He's you all should pick up secession? one of his albums sometime. Okay. Yeah, at some point my dad used to live in Hawaii, went back to Hawaii and spent some time there. And, and uh, he went to a record store. And uh, asked them to sell him some of uh, whatever was hot in Hawaii at the time. And, mm-hmm. and the uh, is, uh, his real name is a complicated Hawaiian name, like Israel, Kawahaka, blah, 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 blah. But he, they called him is. Sure. Um, was, was hot at the time. So we came, my dad brought home some big fat Hawaiian guy tapes. Yeah. He was very, very fat. He was I, real I don't fat. feel like I'm speaking out of school when I call him, but he was definitely yeah. Hawaiian and enormously fat. He was a former sumo wrestler. Um, it was saying like an angel. <laughs> okay, but I have actually. It's funny that that we bring this up. Mm-hmm. Um, completely unplanned. I promise you. Uh, we got a call here. Hi, this is a message for George and Jesse. Go, George and Jesse. This is George in South Florida. I'm in the grocery store, and um, Rufus Wainwright is playing on the intercom, and I kind of can't believe it. I'm kind of freaking out, and I didn't know who else to call. Uh, so now you're a witness to Rufus Wainwright in Publix. In Fort Lauderdale. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I thought homosexuals were illegal in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> ha Man. Ha-cha. Took that guy down a peg. I didn't mean to take it now down. Now you just have eight other Wainwrights to... to uh... <laughs> 
to set in your sights. Especially since Judd Apatow insists on uh, taking Loudon Wainwright up a peg. Sure. With every every step of Hollywood success he has. But I feel the same way when I hear the Robin Thicke song, Brand New Jones, which, by the way, is about masturbating. Uh, is it? Yeah, sure. His Brand New Jones, when his baby's gone, is that he can do his own thing. Mm-hmm. That's masturbating, Jordan. I, I, it seems like it... I mean, I've never heard the song, but it seems like maybe it would mean casual sex. No, no, no. It means masturbating. Trust me. All right. Ned means masturbating. Is he making the masturbating motion in the video? He makes the masturbating motion on the cover of the thing. It's like a sport flicks baseball card. Oh, okay. It's one of those things where you (laughs) You turn it side to side. You can watch Alan Thicke's son jack off. (laughs) You know what? I want to take this opportunity to to let people know that if they want to hear a great pop R&B record, just a truly spectacular record, they should run, not walk, to get a (laughs) copy of uh, Robin Thicke's first CD. His second CD was also good. The one that had the big hit single on it, but his first CD is is just really fantastic, just really great, and I say that with all sincerity. Well, congratulations. Thanks. I just want people to know that because right. one time you may remember, I think you were there. One time we were riding in a car with uh, Lauren, our uh, your housemate, our our compatriot in Prank the Dean. Sure. I suggested that she might enjoy the first Robin Thicke CD. She laughed at me. Uh, because because she, it's a gay thing to say. Yeah, and because she didn't believe that I was... She thought I was making fun of her. Oh, so right, she like, should oh, laugh at me gotcha. first, you know what I mean, as a defensive mechanism. Sure. When in fact, I'm totally sincere. I love that CD. One hmm. of my faves. Well. I love it. When he used to have that big, goofy head of hair, he, he took it off so he would look more handsome. That's good. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. Jordan, it's cool. Sounds cool. Did you know that Alan Thicke wrote the Different Strokes song? Did he? Yeah, you know, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. Alan Thicke wrote that. Really? Yeah, he's he's a lot more than he he's a lot more than you think. Triple threat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Songwriting, acting, vomiting on command. <laughs> Who knew? He doesn't even he doesn't even need a sour plum. No, man no. can vomit just by thinking of it. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Jordan, are you familiar with the telephone club? Yep. I'll tell you what a telephone club is, Jordan. <laughs> a telephone club is where uh, you take phone calls from your audience of loyal listeners. Great. Let's do it. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, this is Ashley from Texas, and you called, you asked us to call anytime anything momentous happens, and I've got some girls here, and they want to tell you what happened, so I'm going to let them go ahead. Go ahead, girls. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. We're the Cactus Cuties, and we were just on Corey in the house. Woo! Corey in the house. Y'all have a great day. Oh! Yes. Okay. Awesome. Charming Southern accents. One. Yeah. Great. Two. Disney Channel show about. I guess I think based on the posters I've seen at the Grove, hip hop kid who somehow lives in the White House. Oh wow, I had no idea. Yeah, I think that's what Corey and the House is. I'm glad that you clarified for me because I thought they were just saying nonsense words. I just wanted to play because Ashley from Texas, that's our official caller. Yeah, I guess she obviously rounded up some children to do something. I so I thought that was enough reason. But now that I hear that there's a Disney Channel involved, yeah, and a and a and a sassy hip hop kid who. How would you compare this program to That's So Raven? It's not quite as Raven. Okay, gotcha. But it's not entirely unraven. Would you say it's somewhat Raven? 
Yeah, it's modestly raven. Would it's more you? raven than most things on TV. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, not that, as much as. Not as much as, say, some other shows that maybe they're not that so raven, but like ER is pretty raven. Yeah. Because it's got Kubiak from Parker Lewis Can't Lose on it. <laughs> sure. Hi, guys. Um, I'm a high school senior, and I thought, you know, since y'all talk about parodies of things and things ha- that are parodies of themselves, rather, a lot, I would bring one up. Um, I just went to the admitted students panel discussion for Harvard at the Harvard Club in New York, and um, that club was definitely a parody of an Ivy League dwelling. You know, the ceiling was way too high. There were a lot of there were a lot of there was a lot of rel velvet rev. Ugh, I can't talk. I'm so struck by this. There was a lot of red velvet. A lot of uh, gold engravings in the wood, um, cathedral-sized windows, etc. Um, one of the highlights was the gigantic elephant head on the wall, which I think was fake, but still. And the other was when during the panel discussion, one girl uh, was asked why she chose Harvard, and her response was, well, at first, I just knew I wanted to go to any Ivy League school, but Harvard quickly rose to the top and i thought that was pretty great so i thought i'd share it with you guys sorry for the momentary speech impediment wow the harvard club jordan yes the harvard club does sound nice but i gotta be honest i don't know if it sounds as nice as the uc santa cruz club Mm. we've spent a lot of time here at the at the uc santa cruz club here in los angeles yeah yeah it's really nice i mean it's really fantastic it's it's a place where gentlemen can hang out absolutely and, and do some peyote sure you know, chew on a peyote stump. Mm-hmm. Do you chew on peyote? You eat peyote, right? Yeah, I think you eat it. I certainly, when I've done it, I've eaten it. Yeah. There's bowls of peyote at the UC Santa Cruz Club. Just next to the big uh, leather armchairs. Absolutely, big, big leather armchairs, which, by the way, mm-hmm. stuffed entirely with hacky sacks. Yeah. It is an amazing club, the UCSA club. It's very nice. Very exclusive. Only mid-level civil servants. You know, the kind of high-class people who went to UC Santa Cruz. You know what I'm saying? People who are really into blowing their own glass. Uh, Yeah. um, uh, Freelance journalists at small local newspapers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, just the kind of creme de la creme. People who took a few years off to backpack around South America. Exactly. People just, who sell... You know, do their own thing. People who sell hope dolls on the streets of Berkeley. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of people, this is the kind of exclusive clientele that you'll find at the UC Santa Cruz Club. We're very, we're very proud. I'm so proud to be a member. Yeah. Can I be serious with you for a minute, Jordan? Sure. There are two conflicting, there are two primary conflicting forces in my life. Okay. Um, you'd think they would be like... Coco? Yeah. You'd think they would be Coco and Teresa or something like that. No, not at all. <laughs> I would hope it's not your <laughs> girlfriend and your dog. The two conflicting uh, forces in my life are, one, the almost unfathomable desire to belong to a social club okay. where I can sit in... Uh, club chair <laughs> is surrounded by walls covered in books and order a poor person to bring me something okay and number two just overwhelming simmering class resentment okay just anger at the ruling class sure 
uh, bitterness about people who are richer than I am. I, I don't know how you're going to reconcile that, honestly. I'm going to ask this question. Okay. The other day I met someone who knew people who belonged to a social club. Mm-hmm. If you're out there and you belong to a social club or you've ever been to a social club, give us a call and tell us what it's like. Sure. Tell us if you've ever, like, uh, you know, if they, like, bring you a cigar. Yeah, a humidor. They have a little, maybe they have a walk-in humidor. They probably do. They probably have a walk-in. Almost certainly. Mm-hmm. I think there's social clubs where you just have to drop a couple hundred bucks and you can be in it. Yeah? I think so. Would you smoke a cigar? You wouldn't smoke a cigar, would no, you? No, absolutely not. That's one of the other things. Cause you wouldn't what, puff the, on a pipe either. No, the things you do at a social club are things. You have you'd a also, They'd bring you a, like a scotch on the rocks sure. as well. That's the main other thing they would do, and I wouldn't want, care to do that. Yeah. Um, but I would still like it if they brought me, say, a uh, caffeine-free Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. I bet they would order it for me. If that's what the beverage I like, they would order me caffeine-free yeah, Dr. Sure Pepper, which is tough to find Mr. in stores. Thorne comes in. Exactly. Wants to do a little reading. That's mm-hmm. one place where I would like to do a little reading, or perhaps even, if it's an up-to-date club, a little blogging. Well. Blogging from the club this afternoon. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, Twitter friends, I'm at the club today. And then? And then a joke that would make them enjoy my Twitters. Gotcha. Jordan. Yes, Jesse. Last week on the program, two weeks ago on the program, I should say, we got a call from a celebrity's wife, Mrs. Ira Glass. Mm-hmm. She identified herself as Ira Glass's wife. Now, there are two things I'd like to follow up on. Number sure. one, she made it absolutely clear. No one should send Ira Glass Katamari Damasi. He already has it. He already has it. But chooses not to play it, only plays Soul Calibur 2. Exactly. Now. Or, I don't know. Oh, maybe he just plays, is Soul Calibur 2 out for the PlayStation 2? I couldn't tell you. Jordan. Oh, it is. Okay. Fair okay. enough. Number two thing to follow up on that little fact. She's not the only celebrity's wife who's called into this program. Oh, my gosh. Tune, perk up your ears, sir. Hillary Clinton? For we have another. Hi, this is Richard Dreyfuss' wife. I'm calling to tell you that the hot dog he bought at the Wiener factory was a Polish dog with some red cabbage and sauerkraut. And there was, there was some speculation. Uh, and actually, it wasn't for him. It was a wedding present <laughs> for his co-star, Robert Shaw. We're still friendly with the Shaws. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Inside. Nice. That's what's called a home run, Jordan. Mm-hmm. In baseball, we call that a home run. Yeah. Speaking of sports, momentous occasion. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Go. Uh, Rick in Milwaukee. Just calling because I've had a bit of a monumental occasion of the negative variety. Uh, just lost my job with the uh, professional basketball team in the city, Milwaukee. Um, let go today and uh, don't have any other prospects right now. Um, not really sure what I'm going to do in terms of getting a job. So that's the monumental occasion here. It seems to me like I, if I were in his position, just got fired from the Milwaukee Bucks, I would not panic. Right. I'll tell you why. I think he could probably get a job working for the team that plays against the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. I think they're called the, the Spring, Senators, the Springfield Generals, or something okay. like that. I because I feel like you know 
you can fall a long way, but it would be tough to fall below that team because they lose every time. The Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks are not have, do not have a storied history in basketball. I mean, they've they've had some up moments, but generally they've been a poor club. Mm-hmm. But they're not as poor as the team that plays the Harlem Globetrotters, which I believe are called the Springfield Generals. <laughs> Although I'm not sure. So that's what I would recommend for him. Okay. He sounded like he could use some advice. That's why. Yeah, that was nice of you. You know, so you're out of work. Sometimes you need a little advice. Are they lovable losers, the Bucks? Um, Are they like, you know, the Cubs? No, I don't think they've been very lovable in their history either. Hmm. Not well liked. They may be good at this point because they did, after a particularly horrible period, they, they got a bunch of early draft picks. But um, I'm not, I don't, don't follow basketball closely enough. Okay. I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was uh, on the Milwaukee Bucks at some point in the, in like the, before he was on the Lakers. Gotcha. You know, in the late 60s, early 70s. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Um, I'm calling, this is John, I'm calling from federal property with a momentous occasion. I'm at the headquarters of the Food and Drug Administration in Rockville, Maryland. I'm sitting in the parking lot, more specifically, where I was just offered a job. Um, I don't know how momentous that is. It was a very high-paying job, so that's what makes it momentous. I'll tell you what makes it momentous. Federal property. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. If you're talking about federal property, this is serious business. Sure. This is absolutely 1,000% big stuff. This is a callback to something? Yeah, of course. What? what? God, Jordan. It's a callback to your anecdote that I had to tell because <laughs> yeah, you couldn't remember it. was lying on federal property. I get it. Okay. Now, I want to be clear about one other thing. I think it is impossible to overstate the importance of the Food and Drug Administration. Absolutely. These are the only people who stand between us and the Chinese who want to pour lead into our babies. (laughs) Yes, if it wasn't for these people, we would eat ants. Exactly. We would have nothing but ants to eat. Because there would be nobody to tell us. Don't eat those. Not food. Uh, Jordan, Jesse, uh, this is Brayden. Momentous occasion. I uh, just went out to my garage to get some stuff out of the car, and a bunny crawls out from under the car. Don't know where it came from. Uh, Don't even know what gender it is yet, because I'm so excited and making preparations for the bunny to now be my bunny. Um, But yeah, I have a new bunny, so momentous occasion. Thanks. Haven't we covered this on the podcast before? I feel like there are lessons we are teaching here that you, in the case of federal property, and our audience, in this case, are not understanding. When you find a bunny, when you rescue it from certain death, here are a few things that this guy apparently doesn't seem to know. Okay. Number one, I know where it came from, a mommy bunny. Sure. Number two. The bunny cabbage patch. Number two, you don't make preparations for it to be your bunny, Jordan, because it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to a... It's on a calendar, right? No. It belongs to a a string of six or eight Mexican-American children who come from down the block and say they're pretty sure it's their cousin's bunny. At least that was my experience. (laughs) That was my experience when I put out a sign that said Lost Bunny slash Conejo when I myself, along with some help from uh, Jim Ray, the master of Would You Rather, rescued a bunny from certain death... Uh, as I was graduating from university slash college. Okay. And this guy can't get that through his thick head. This bunny doesn't belong to him. This bunny belongs to those Mexican babies. 
Yeah, what are they going to play with? They're so adorable, Jordan. Mm-hmm. They all pick, each of them picks up a little part of the box that the bunny is in. He should be keeping it in a big box, by the way. Yeah. Each of the Mexican babies will take a small portion. <laughs> will take a small portion of the box and carry it back to their home, where their cousin will surely identify for certain whether it is his bunny that got loose. Oh man, are we done? <laughs> Dunzo. I feel like that guy's learned his lesson, right? Yeah. Speaking of learning your lesson, Jordan. Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Brian back in business lane with a momentous occasion. Hey, uh, it's about three in the morning, and I am walking to the emergency room because I got angry and punched my refrigerator, and now I have a broken hand. I've got a, an extra knuckle. And a little dimple where uh, a previous knuckle existed. And uh, I don't have health insurance. That's learning your lesson, Jordan. Yes. Just because we laughed and joked the other day on wow. the show about punching walls when you're angry. He's walking to the he's walking to the emergency room. I, I see him like trudging through the snow. I guess it's not snowing many places. Yeah, it's snowing where he April, lives. But yeah. I just picture him in Newfoundland. Like, oh, right. This like cell phone under, like under between his shoulder and his ear. And then oh, yeah. He was probably talking on a cell phone. So that, that rules out walking. Newfoundland. Yeah. I don't think they have cell phones there. Nah. This is a good thing that I've learned since I went to college because we, uh, it's uh, just because Eroticus does it doesn't mean you should do it. My freshman year roommate, uh, Mike, better known by his nickname Eroticus, uh, once punched a hole through a wall. That's when I knew that I should never punch a hole through the wall. No. I'm no eroticus. Man, you know what I mean? Extra knuckle. My favorite movie is Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's not The Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's Eroticus's favorite movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know him that well. I can't play along. Okay, fine. I miss him, Jordan. Yeah, he sounds nice. Is he going to be in the wedding? He's going to be at the wedding. He's not going to be in the wedding. Okay. I mean, I'm inviting him to the wedding. I hope he comes. Right. He'd probably ruin it if he was in it. You have to come all the way from Hayward, so. Well, that's a that's a haul. Yeah, I know. And traffic about too. It. Jeez, you know. Home of CSU East Bay. Yeah. The uh, California State University that was so embarrassed of Hayward that it changed <laughs> its <laughs> name from CSU Hayward East to CSU Bay. East Bay. Yeah, they were afraid all it uh, all it taught was mini truck. <laughs> it was the only class. CSU Hayward was mini truck. They just didn't want to be associated with eroticus, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's well. what it was about. They thought that people would just think that the, the thing was all about punching holes in walls mm-hmm. and got upset. <sighs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Number one, Jordan, quit complaining. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's number one. All right. Just straight out. I'm shutting my trap. Quit complaining, Jordan. I'm just saying I, I don't need do to take not any of your guff. Like the state of affairs. Just because we may have may have gotten some birthday presents in the mail. Oh man. Doesn't mean we should open I them want yet. Presents. It does not mean that we should open them When's yet. When's your birthday? Jordan. April twenty fourth, Thursday. Oh shit. All right. I was gonna say if yours is passed, then no, it's not. We're gonna open our presents. Some listeners from the message board oh were gosh. kind enough to provide us with some birthday presents and some birthday party supplies. 
We're not going to open them yet, Jordan. Okay. Okay? Is that okay? This week we opened all these candies. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. Action items for this week, Jordan. Shoot. Number one, if you have ever belonged to a social club or even just been to a social club, can you call us and tell us what it was like? Pithily, of course. Absolutely. Number two, this is one that I've been thinking about since these candies started arriving in the mail. You may remember that originally the reason these candies came was because a guy in Iceland, he didn't have any money to give us, but his buddy worked in a candy factory and thus could steal candy from the factory. Mm -hmm. In the urban parlance, if you're, say, a ghetto person from the Eastmont Mall, <laughs> right. this is known as having the hookup. Okay? Sure. Um, it's not having a hookup. That's doing a sex. Doing uh, a sex. Yeah, that's that's what they call doing a sex hmm. in the urban parlance. Gotcha. Uh, in this case, it's having the hookup. Mm -hmm. Now, it occurred to me, we have thousands of listeners on this program, Jordan. Right. Each of them has an occupation. Each of them has hobbies. Each of them has friends who have occupations. Do you see where I'm going with this, Jordan? Yes. We want the hookup. Yeah. What, Send, what can your friend get for free? What can you get? What can your friend get? Here, here's, here's, here's what I'm okay. going to, I'm going to throw in. Okay. I'm going to throw my, I'm going to put my feet. I'm going to, I, I, you hadn't told me about this. Okay. Here's what, here's what you do. Okay. You're, get your friend. Right. Or you, or yeah. whoever has the hookup. Whoever's got the hookup. Send it to us. Yeah. I've got a little bit of a hookup myself. Okay. I'll send you a bunch of Fuel TV shit. Wow. I will send you, a, just put, make sure to put a return address. You're offering to reciprocate the hookup. I am. And I have, I have at my office, I have Fuel TV shit. I have envelopes uh, and I have mailing supplies and free postage. So yes, include a return address. You'll get yourself some Fuel TV shit. Maybe some shit the video game companies send me. Movie companies. I got, I got, I got, I got swag. I have a certain kind of hookup. I'm email friends with Ira Glass's wife. There you go. I'll tell you what she's like. <laughs> In my experience, cordial. Sure. Oh, shit. I wasn't supposed to spill the beans before Man, I got the hookup. Now they're not going to send us stuff. Okay. If you, if you hook us up with something good, I'll send you a San Diego America sticker. I can hook you up with that. Hopefully your friend works at a dildo store. Yeah. We need dildos. To put in our butt. Uh, not just my butt. Sure. I mean, we'll start with putting one in my butt. I'm also going to put it in your urethra. Yeah, up, in, up into my urethra. Ureter? I wouldn't want to put a large one in there, but a midsize. Okay. Or a compact. Compact. <laughs> a four-door. <laughs> Sob. A coupe. <laughs> you don't want no Humvee. No. Now. No, absolutely not. I don't want to put a Hummer in my urethra. <laughs> no. I don't want a Hummer anywhere near. a nice near hatchback. Jordan, speaking of uh, business, boy business, I just have this really quick thing I want to bring up before we leave. Sure. Uh, you saw the movie uh, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I did. Our opinions on this movie differed greatly, but mm -hmm. that's not what I want to talk about. I enjoyed it much more than you did. Yeah. What I want to talk about is... I'm a is, man without a country, by the way. Everyone loved that movie. Every, like, even, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was very funny. And um, uh, Veronica Mars was in it. Yeah, she was really charming and attractive. The lady from that '70s show was very good. I think I think we agree on that. I th I, I thought uh, that's Mila not what Kunis. this is about. Okay, this is not about that, Jordan. That wasn't funny though. I don't want to laugh at anything. This is about dongs. Okay. Oh sure. Or as okay. I like to call them now, dongers. Sure. 
So we were promised to that we would see the donger of the lead actor in this movie. Mm-hmm. And we did see it. But I felt like it was a jip because I thought the whole thing was this is going to be the dong movie. This yeah. is where he really says, says dongage is, you know, what I'm all about here. Right. But they like just flashed the dongage. Yeah. It was just like flash. They flashed it a couple times, but like it was so brief that I barely even saw what kind of dong he had. <laughs> did you see a did you see Walk Hard? No, I didn't see Walk Hard. There's a pretty reasonable a dong gets some pretty reasonable screen time in that. Okay, well, I'll watch that one. Anyways, you should I'll, see Walk Hard. Walk Hard's funny. I'll, I'll go, and I'll go back and, uh, you know, watch a few other dong classics. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I just kind of felt like... Should I have said King Dong there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, ah, shit. I just should felt I like... King Dong? Look, Jordan. Okay. I have my own dong. I'm uh I'm not interested in dongs sexually. Sure. I don't need any dongage or dongers in my life. Mm-mm. All I'm saying is if you're gonna talk about all this dongage you're gonna have in the movie, show the dong. Put your you dong know? on the bar. Don't just flash the dong. Gotcha. It's not like you might for a rape maybe they maybe they legally couldn't flash the dong. Unless they wanted some kind of NC-17. What's there, some kind of anti-dong law? Well, I mean, if you want it, it's the rating board. What kind board. of fucked up law is if that? you get an NC-17, the movie's not going to make any money. It's a beautiful part of the You can't advertise it in certain newspapers. Jordan, if there were no dongs in movies, Television, how would the actors urinate? have run commercials after 10. How would the male actors urinate if there were no dongs in movies? Riddle me that. I, I just, hey, I just you know what I learned from... you think they hold it the whole time? They shoot for weeks. Movie book. Oh, well, I guess if you've read movie book, and I <laughs> yeah, I've read movie book, so <laughs> shut your fucking trap. And of course, if anything momentous happens to you or anything, two zero six nine eight four four fun is the number to call. Two zero six. Are you going to see uh, Harold and Kumar fun. too? Um, is that have dong in it? I don't know. I think it has boobs in it. I just assumed I mean, that's why like... you brought it up. I was kind of disappointed that there weren't any boobs in this movie too. That forgetting Sarah Marshall. There's a little. There's no boobs in there. You see that picture of uh, 70 shows boobs? Like, like, oh, yeah, you do see that picture of the boobs. Yeah. I guess it's funny. I never I never found Veronica Mars attractive on Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. But in that movie, I found her really attractive, and I wanted to see her boobs. Hmm. But I didn't see them. You don't, they don't show them. No. But I did get to see a little bit of that one dude's dong, so that was good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, you get to see... Oh, you know what I liked? I liked seeing... Uh, you kind of, I, I forget the degree to which she's naked, but Tammy Littlenut from, uh, Strangers with Candy. You didn't watch Strangers with Candy. No, creep me out. Amy Sedaris has a friend in it called Tammy Littlenut. Uh, and she is in this movie. She plays Jack McBrayer's wife. Um, and she's a little bit nude in this. And I uh. always had, I always had quite to the Tammy Littlenut thing. I saw her one time uh, outside UCB, and I was too afraid to talk to her. I think it's a little bit weird that, uh, you know, the girl from, have you ever, did you ever watch Undeclared? I thought that was so fucking awkward, too. The Jack McBrayer thing was so awkward. Like, it was such a non-thing Jordan, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the girl from Undeclared. Uh, Main girl from Undeclared. I didn't watch that too much. Yeah, I know who the main girl is, sure. Super super cute. Um, For some reason, uh, all the other actors from the, you know, Judd Apatow a world sure all getting all these big parts as far as i can tell the only part she's gotten out of it is uh joke sex in two different movies oh yeah what she, yeah she, she was joke, joke sex in she was joke sex she might have been joke sex in three movies she might have been joke sex in knocked up and joke sex in 
uh, super bad. Hmm. I might be misremembering that, but she was definitely joke sex in this one and in at least one of the other ones. Joke sex? Yeah, just in, there was a I'm joke sex montage in this one. Oh, she was right, in a right, joke right, sex montage in the past. Sure. And I think she, you know, she's got significant charms and uh, should be, you know. I guess what I'm saying is they should show her dong. <laughs> Her, her woman's dong. Her woman dong. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, our theme music is uh, by the Free Design. Uh, it's called Love You. A couple of people have sent me um, uh, uh, Nordic commercials that feature uh, our theme music in them. Oh, yeah? And yes, that is our theme music at the end of the movie, um, Stranger Than Fiction. But it's not worth watching Stranger Than Fiction just <laughs> to see it at the end. <laughs> this movie's a snooze. Oh, yeah? No, oh, yeah, total snooze. Super snoozerino. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next you thought week. The, you thought the fucking British guy was funny? I thought he was pretty good, yeah. I didn't, I didn't I love didn't him. I get him. Like, what is that a parody of? Like, what is he supposed to be? He's just like a rock and roll guy. There's no rock and roll guy like that. Who's no, like I mean, that? He's just, he's just a guy. He's just, like a, he's just being weird for no reason. But what about when Paul Rudd went, okay, monster man. That was fine, but... That was really funny. I don't know. I would say, okay, Monster Man. Yeah, well, all right. I mean, you got to admit, he did say, okay, Monster Man. I'm not saying he didn't say it. He did say it, though. Why are you denying it? It seemed labored. Did you know, Jordan... seemed forced, seemed forcefully wacky. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Did you notice that Veronica Mars was in that movie? Yeah. Very charming. Yeah, a lovely young woman. But I mean, you have to understand, she is in in that movie with two titans of sexuality. One being '70s show, and one being uh, Tammy Little Nut. <laughs> I think those two moons eclipsed her son. Okay, we have to we have to stop this thing. Uh, we'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go.